0: Hi, I'm Connor Svensson, Founder and CEO of Web3 Labs, and this is your Week in Blockchain on Monday the 24th of May 2021. The leaders this week include the huge crypto sell-off that's happened in the last week, Coinbase launching a new in-browser wallet, EY's big commitment to blockchain research, scaling activity picking up on Ethereum layer 2, poker and Cardano on the cusp of launching significant new milestones, Genuine Andy Warhol NFTs to be issued, and what Rick and Morty have to do with NFTs. Leaders this week, we've got to start by talking about the big market sell-off that's happened. Cryptocurrency mar- market has shrunk by almost forty percent, and there was a number of different items that kind of came together to actually cause this to happen. First of all, Elon Musk raised concerns about uh, Bitcoin's environmental impact. Uh, China renewed its regulatory crackdown on digital assets, which sent loads of crypto tokens tail spinning down. Tether, we mentioned last week, also released a pie chart breakdown of their reserves since 2014. And what it showed that uh, wasn't very reassuring for its critics, it showed that the bulk of its reserves were in commercial paper and various loans, not the sort of assets that uh, a company providing a a stable coin for the dollar should have in place. And um, this, this sort of combination Plus, you know, some some other potential uh, items there cause the crypto markets really to fall into a. tailspin. At the time we're doing this recording uh, the the, the price of Bitcoin uh, has dropped in the past day to just over $33,538 and Ether $1,922. They're now up trading a little bit from that but again these are very different numbers to the highs we saw of over almost $65,000 for Bitcoin and over $4,300 for Ether. During the frenzies activities as well we saw leading crypto exchanges uh, have outages as well, but including Binance and Coinbase, where they had to re- restrict trading and selling. Uh, interestingly, in the decentralized exchanges, the marketplaces were. You know, still available, but the, the transaction fees went very, very high during all of the activity. So again, it's, it's, it's fascinating to contrast the difference between the two. With centralized, they end up having to go down, Decentralized, the fees go up massively, which can make it inaccessible to a lot of people, but it's still possible to, to trade on them. During the time just before all of this activity happened, we saw Ethereum hit a new milestone where the inflows actually outpaced those of Bitcoin. The digital asset manager CoinShares said that inflows into its Ethereum product, fastly outpaced uh, inflows into Bitcoin for the first time ever. Uh, but this was just before the crypto prices plummeted and no doubt would have seen a lot of uh, outflows since then. During this last week as well, MicroStrategy, after one of the dips, uh, d- decided to increase their Bitcoin holdings and bought uh, another t- $10 million worth of Bitcoin. Uh, but again, to, to, to also fend off some of the criticism that's been happening as well, especially after what uh, Elon, Elon Musk said from the Tesla perspective, Galaxy Digital put out research talking about how the, uh, the Bitcoin market uh, consumes less energy than gold and the banking industries. In the Ethereum world as well, the Ethereum Foundation also put out a piece about how their transition to proof of stake will actually drop their power consumption uh, to roughly 99.95% of where it is right now. They painted some interesting pictures in the article as well. So if you say that with your power consumption to to transact with Ethereum, uh, it's it's roughly 20 minutes of TV. Whereas right now, Ethereum, uses the equivalent of powering an entire house for 2.8 days per transaction and uh, Bitcoin 38 house days worth of electricity. So there's some good metrics there to show quite how much the transition to proof of stake will save in terms of energy efficiency in the Ethereum network. Coinbase also announced a new browser extension for the Coinbase wallet. This was a very significant piece of news as well because for a lot of DeFi and what's been happening with um, making blockchain more accessible, the default has been for a lot of people to Work with MetaMask, which is the browser wallet extension created by Consensus. We mentioned previously how their revenue had shot through the roof when they added the ability to swap tokens via decentralized exchanges using the wallet. Uh, exactly where Coinbase, where Coinbase are going with this, it's no doubt to try and eat into the MetaMask wallets market share. Um, but it, it shows that uh, they're very serious on making an impact there. But it's yeah, you know, it's it's not obviously ideal news for MetaMask, but at the same time for DeFi more generally, it is a good thing because it's going to provide more options uh, for individuals to actually engage with the technology because right now the actual usability is a significant challenge. Ernest & Young, they've committed $100 million to funding blockchain research. Uh, they announced this the, the, in the last week. They haven't said exactly over what time frame they plan to do it, but again, it, it shows that they're very committed to the technology. Um, they've launched private and uh, public blockchain solutions. They were involved with the baseline protocol along with Consensus and Microsoft, which helps uh, enterprises adopt public blockchain technology. They also have uh, EY Blockchain Analyzer suite of tools, which includes like a smart contract testing tool, Block Explorer and tax calculator. Wells Fargo, the US bank, have said announced that they're going to offer, offer cryptocurrency exposure to, to investors. They're in the final stages right now, selecting a manager to for a solution that they cannot, they can offer to qualified investors. Uh, within the documents discussing this, they also cited a couple of reasons for the 2020 boom, one being the pandemic and the other being increased regulatory clarity. I think it's interesting to see just you know, what the views are from an established institution in that regard. But of course, I think many people agree that the pandemic certainly did accelerate the adoption significantly during the past year. Greenpeace and the USA branch have announced they're going to stop accepting Bitcoin donations due to the environmental concerns. The, this whole thing, about uh, how much energy it actually requires to run the network. Uh, they just don't feel it's uh, tenable anymore to uh, accept the cryptocurrency anymore. Sony have uh, filed for a new patent uh, that will support Bitcoin wagering on PlayStation and other consoles. Nvidia, the graphics card manufacturer, have uh, re- are reducing the ability of newly manufactured graphics cards to mine cryptocurrencies to ensure that they have more inventory available for gamers. Whether or not this is because of the, the concerns around the climate impact, uh, associated associated with cryptocurrencies wasn't spoken about but at the same time it shows that they're trying to stay closer to their roots with supporting gamers first and foremost the big birra peroni in italy they've announced that they're creating nfts for beer traceability now uh, using ey's um, ops the the idea here is it provides supply chain traceability in the creation of these beers so that they have NFTs associated with each batch that's brewed. but you know, Not only are they wanting to provide that you know, value add through the NFTs, but they also believe a lot in the traceability capabilities of the technology, which is the primary motivator for this. Uh, Hollow Ride, the Audi spin-off that's created uh, in-vehicle cross-reality passenger entertainment experience. They're deploying blockchain technology uh, and and NFTs uh, in preparation for a 2022 market launch using the Elrond blockchain. And in protocol news, there's been a lot happening in the world of scaling with the Optimism Network, previously known as Plasma has um, announced the collaboration with the blockchain analytics platform, Etherscan. So if you go to Etherscan, you can see details of optimism transactions that are happening. The reason why this is significant is because Etherscan is the really the source of the golden source for a lot of people for seeing details of transactions. When you trade uh, the different cryptocurrencies on exchanges you'll typically get taken to a a block explorer for this. Etherscan is by far the most widely used one for the Ethereum network and so supporting optimism there is going to make it a lot easier for people to validate the activity that's happening on that layer to scaling technology. Whether or not other protocols are going to be supported remains to be seen but it's certainly advantageous for the optimism network here. The Cardano. Maintainer IOHK have announced their new product to actually bring ERC tokens onto their proof of stake blockchain. We we mentioned about this uh, some time ago, but now they're very close to actually launching their ERC20 converter, which will allow. Organizations to easily migrate their ERC20 tokens onto the Cardano network. The intent here is, of course, so that uh, people can uh, not be privy to the transaction fees and also the proof of work consensus mechanism that's used on the Ethereum network, which supports the majority of tokens. And so, you know, what Cardano are doing here is really finding a way to uh, provide a a layer of uh, interoperability with Ethereum so that people can easily. Bring their tokens across to their ecosystem, and we're certainly seeing this a lot in you know many different companies because they recognise the traction that the Ethereum network has. So they they're finding ways to plug into it. So whether it's the transfer of tokens or perhaps the support for the Ethereum virtual machine, these are the sorts of uh, the way in which we're seeing the the industry going. A company called Revuto has raised 1.7 million in a private round as Cardano's first DApp. They're, they're a subscription management service for tech savvy individuals. Cardano's uh, main public blockchain although it's been around for a while the actual the, the, the capabilities to develop smart contracts uh, haven't been launched yet so we are no doubt start to see a lot more decentralized apps bubbling up to the surface in the uh, over the coming weeks and months also Polkadot, uh, their long awaited parachains are launching on their kusama network that the Kusama network is more of a research and development uh, network that's supported by Polkadot, where some of the innovations are, are released to before they actually make it to the main Polkadot network. Uh, and so, th- this support for these parachains is a significant milestone for for Polkadot, and um, is, is, is something that uh, is, is you know one of the final steps of you know achieving their original vision that they set out with launching the network. Also, the banking app Current has picked Polkadot for its DeFi debut. They gearing up for a crypto crossover on Polkadot. What they're planning to do anyways is, is integrate Akala, which is a Polkadot based decentralized finance platform into its core banking platform. Uh, the, the key thing here is the current's got uh, three three million users, so again, it's, it's, there's the potential here to expose a wide number of people to to DeFi with this this partnership. Back to the scaling news, uh, the Polygon their active user base has grown by seventy five thousand. They've attracted this number of people in the the past week alone, showing the growing demand for layer two decentralized applications, which are no doubt significantly cheaper to run right now, given what's happened with the wider crypto markets. Also, diversify and if Ethereum-based layer 2 decentralized finance platform. They've secured 5 million in strategic investments from some of the crypto world's biggest VC firms. They intend to make uh, DeFi trading more accessible, allowing users to invest, trade and send tokens without having to pay gas fees. And they're using Starkware's K-Stark uh, layer 2 technology. They're one of the leading stablecoin platforms on Ethereum, uh, they their annual revenue has gone above $200 million. They hit this milestone in the last week. Pancake Bunny, the popular Binance Smart Chain based decentralized finance uh, platform, has suffered a major exploit uh, which allowed a hacker to make off with more than $200 million worth of crypto assets. Apparently this was caused by a flash loan attack from an external actor. Also, uh, we, we, we saw uh, millions of dollars of Bitcoin being incorrectly credited to BlockFi's customers. So the, the crypto lending platform BlockFi, uh, they accidentally deposited large amounts of Bitcoin to user accounts. Uh, they had an ongoing promotional campaign that started in March where eligible participants received bonus payments uh, delivered in a, a blockchain-backed USD currency uh, called GUSD but, uh, created by Gemini. Uh, however, some of the users, instead of being paid the amount in USD, were paid the amount in Bitcoin, uh, where apparently one person was credited with over 700 Bitcoin, which would have been more than 25 million at that, that time. Uh, apparently, it was uh, fewer than 100 clients. Uh, but the, the irony here, of course, is that because the transactions are immutable, they don't have any way to reverse them. But they uh, have said that they're contacting these users and working with them to uh, recover the funds. So it's uh, again just shows the perils of what can go wrong with this technology if uh, you're not careful. Uniswap v3 which we spoke about the the launch that happened earlier this this month uh, they've actually now overtaken uh, SushiSwap which is the number two uh, DeFi exchange on Ethereum by volume uh, and they're actually on track apparently to surpass the the number one exchange which is uh, Uniswap v2. So it's uh, all all working out well uh, for them there. In the world of NFTs Sotheby's is hosting a dedicated group auction for NFTs next month and they're going to be having NFTs from Pack and the CryptoPunks collection um, being being auctioned off, and this is the first time they've done a dedicated group group sale for crypto art. Instagram have also announced that they're hosting an event for NFT creators as part of its uh, inaugural creator week. The idea here is that they're going to have an, uh, a series of events to solicit feedback from creators on how Instagram and Facebook can better support their content that's going to be happening in early June. The luxury fashion brand Angela Galasso is releasing its first collection on of NFTs which are designed to be sold alongside and reinforce the exclusivity of its handmade items uh, bridging the physical and digital worlds together. Their Genesis collection is going to be released on the the decentralized marketplace called OpenSea where they're going to have a total of 24 NFT items and each will represent a unique piece of digital art which will be sold alongside a physical uh, um, item that's been designed by Angelo Galasso for the collection. Christie's uh, they're going to be auctioning a Andy Warhol work as NFTs. Uh, they've got five digital artworks that were created by uh, Andy Warhol in the mid-1980s and so you know, it's, it's, it's amazing to see that uh, they've, they've found a way to do this. So basically these pieces of art were recovered in 2014 and they were created on Andy Warhol's uh, Commodore Omega personal computer and so the ability to actually take these old pieces of art that, that he created and uh, permanently Put them on a blockchain as NFTs is, uh, is is fascinating to hear about. Also, we've heard uh, Red Bull's F1 team they're going to be launching a new NFT option, um, offering using the Tezos blockchain. We've not had a lot of news from Tezos on their NFT offerings, but this is certainly no doubt a big a big deal for them there. Uh, and then also the first blockchain-based pet app with NFT capabilities is going to be launching on Apple's App Store and Google Pay, called Portacle. Uh, it's, it's basically a pet community where people can get, have r- register their pets and have NFTs associated with them, and then people can invest really with the the NFTs to actually help the pets as well. So for for those um, those pets that actually um, are being rehomed or. In things like this, there's a way of actually supporting them there. So it's, it's, it's an interesting innovation to see. And then um, Unicly has uh, floats its first fractionalized uh, NFT tokens. What they do is they're creating a marketplace for um, fractionalized collections, making it easy for people to take NFTs and then actually fractionalize the ownership of them. And then also, Dan Harmon, uh, the guy behind the TV shows Rick and Morty and Community, is going to be launching a show called uh, Cracopolis that promises to be the first ever animated series created entirely on the blockchain according to a Fox Press release. Details are very vague right now but it'll be uh, fun to see what what happens there. Uh, Looking at our metrics, the markets as we discussed have absolutely tanked this week. So the crypto market cap is down to 1.42 trillion that's down by almost 38%. The assets locked in DeFi are down almost 37% to 51.2 billion. The seven-day NFT sales price is down almost seventy percent uh, to seven hundred and seventy-seven dollars uh, across uh, eighteen thousand sales. So the actual number of sales are up, but uh, again, it's not—it's not good for the sale price there. That's all we have for this week. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast and our YouTube channel and and also like and comment the the, the episodes that we put up. Links to all items uh, discussed are available in our show notes and on our website, weekinblockchain.com. We're also hosting a weekly clubhouse room every Monday at midday Eastern, 5pm UK time if you'd like to discuss any of the items we've covered here. Thanks and I'll see you next week.